Uh, if you've ever thought about recording a podcast, Anchor is the best way to do that. We use that for boats and does here. Uh, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. Uh, Anchor has the tools you need to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or on your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on all the listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. So if you've ever thought about it, download the Anchor app and go or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the Boats and Dose podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. I'm Ben. So today I wanted to talk about the zone. You know what I'm saying? You talking about when you can do nothing wrong. Yeah, just like you're killing the game. And we're talking like a fishing level. Yeah, yeah. Because this doesn't necessarily happen in the hunt level. I mean, arguable, it does, but... It happens in duck and turkey hunting. Right. But it doesn't happen in deer hunting, I don't think. Correct. So mostly fishing. Yeah, so mostly fishing. That's the base of this topic. Yeah. The fishing zone. The fishing zone. I have been in the zone turkey hunting, but I don't think I've ever been in the zone duck hunting. (laughs) No, I don't even think we were in the fly zone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's that's a good one, Tyler. (laughs) So what uh, when was the last time you had a day where you were in the zone? Man, I took a I took a guide trip probably a year and a half ago, and it didn't matter where I pulled up, what we did, like, and you know, like, like you talking about you talking about the striper, the stripe the striper trip with uh Sean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I've seen it better than that day, right? Right. But like. For a person's first guide trip, yeah, I felt you look really I, good. I felt dialed in, yeah, and um, it's just one of those things, man. It's like you only get to experience it a couple times a year. Yep, like Mountain Island when I had COVID. It's very rare, like, very <laughs> rare. <laughs> there I, are only so many days you can't do no wrong, and it's always yeah. something that you look back on. You never necessarily realize you're in the zone. But when you look back on it, you're like, oh, yeah. You know when you're nothing not. Nothing was wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. You know when you're not. You know yeah. when you're not. <laughs> I've had more of those days. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a, a combination of God smiling on you and your skills and all that. So luck. And skills, apparently. We're going to combine the two. We're, we're just, gonna, we're we're just, just stabbing, keep... we're stabbing Brandon with the fishing luck. <laughs> yeah. <sword. laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyler, Tyler, we were riding in the truck today. On he helped me drop the Jeep off and whatever, and he's like, "Man, after listening, re-listening to that podcast, he said I got a bunch of more more stuff to throw at you." <laughs> All right, we got a whole another argument. Coming. All right, we'll we'll save that one for round two, <laughs> the debate round two. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've had days where I've caught seventy five trout, you know, yeah. throughout the day. Yeah, just and like it's just. I don't know if it's the conditions or what I was throwing or what. What do you, what do you think, Tyler? I think it's a confidence thing. If you look at any angler's advice, his biggest thing is like self-confidence. <laughs> so, if you're confident in what you're throwing, then you're not focused on making a bad cast, bird nesting, whatever, and you're making the cast you need to make. You're not throwing it hoping something bites it. You're throwing it knowing something's about to bite it. 
if you if you say like today's gonna be a good day before you get on the water, it's not gonna be. It's a good not day. gonna be a good day. Uh, no, that goes back into the argument. That's part two, Ben. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I've been confident going to the water before, and then oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know what I Which mean? Which rolls into the confidence thing. You roll into it confident, yeah, and then you get kicked in the teeth of hand. You you know you hike all day and don't get a bite, right? Now you're not so confident, right? You know, I think the more time that I spend doing this stuff. Like, if I just go into the day, like, I'm just going to have a good day today. Yep. Like, I don't care if I catch a fish. Yep. I'm just going to have a good day today. Those are the days I knock the lights out. Yep. The days that I care and I really want to, like, put one on the bank or whatever, those nights are those mm. nights or days are usually pretty tough. Well, That's I mean, that kind of, that rolls into our Friday night because that's when I got wrapped up in the tree. Well, let's. I guess let's preface this. So we went and baited the carp hole. Yeah, we we went to our hunt club and got some carp pulled up in a pocket and cleaned out a spot for us to fish. But we were sitting there, and he had already broke one off. I get hooked into a good one while he's on the phone with Josh. Mm-hmm. And Josh was like, get it, get it, get it. Well, I got hung up in a tree, so we decided to just open the bail back up, tighten the drag up, and see if he'd swim out. Yeah. Well, then, it was, like, so stressful because the first two hours we were there, we were getting bit, and we were, like, wanting to make it successful. Right. And it was just frustrating, like, when you get hung up or you catch a snapping turtle or whatever. And then, by, like, the middle of the night, we just decided, like, this is fun. <laughs> we're not worried about it's it. It's like, like golfing. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we, start, just, we start catching fish. Yeah. yeah, we're just here to relax, and then all of a sudden we're, like, drying fish off, and it's like, oh. Right. Okay, so then we, walk, then we watched the sun come up. We did watch the sun come up. We had all intentions of being home at 3.30. <laughs> it was very, very romantic. I hate I missed that. We held hands. You do hate you I'm missed sure. it. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. when. When's your most memorable? Not necessarily your last. I think it was that day. I mean, my uncle and I went fishing um, way up in North Carolina, like real close to the Tennessee line. And it was like every single cast was a fish. I mean, they weren't huge fish, but that's what was fun about it is yeah. that, you know, you're pulling out trout every cast. And they're jumping. and Yeah. They're doing and then, the you know, some were big and you're like, oh, my God, you know, and then you're just kind of. Going back and forth of like who's gonna be the first one to miss one, yep, yep. which is crazy. Um, but I'd rather do that than go back and forth on who's gonna be the first one to catch one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, but it was fun just going out there and doing that. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you're with somebody else. Yeah, it's it's even better when like you're in the zone, mm-hmm. but they're not. <laughs> I don't know. That kind of that always just ends up. You feel awkward in the boat because you know the guy behind you or in front of you is like yeah. aggravated. Yeah. I.e. the first year and a half I fished with Brandon. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the more you fish, I feel like the more the more common the zone becomes. Right. I think you can. I mean, have you ever looked? Have you ever done like a a fishing journal? Have you ever seen those? Um. I have made like automated Excel spreadsheets. I've done really? I've done all sorts of stuff. Okay. We actually had a we had a joint one for a while when we were both into fishing tournaments. 
for like the conditions, what you were throwing, where you I were mean, throwing it. I mean, it was down to within 10 degrees. Like it was really 60 to 69, 70 to 79. Like, okay. Yeah, I had water clarity, cold rain, hot rain. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I, we were past couple of day conditions. Like we were, we were, what direction had the wind been blowing per, prior to that day? What, wow. what way was it blowing that day? Okay. Cause like all that matters. Yeah. Like, did you find out any data that, that actually helped? Um, we didn't really keep it up long enough because it was too intrusive. Yeah. Um, but I think if I was a God full time, yeah, I would make it a habit to like do that. Right. If you're out there every day, just kind of log and see what's going on. Yeah. Okay. I would also like to make it an app on my phone. That would be nice. Like a very private app because I don't want anybody to have my (laughs) stuff, but you know what I mean? Like if the three of us could jump in an app and like just... Jot down the conditions while you're fishing. Where you fish, what you fish, was it a pond, was it a lake, was it a whatever. I know one we could use. Fish brain? Mm-mm. It's a project management software oh. called Asana. Yeah, I mean, we had it just in a Google Doc. Yeah. But it's hard to edit on your phone. Right. Especially and it was a spreadsheet. It was such a pain on two faces as well because I didn't have a boat at this point. So... 95% of the time we fished, it was together. Yeah. So all of our catches are going under, like, the one section of the weather that day. But then also it was just such a pain to fill in all of those things that when you did fish separate, it was like to to remember exactly what conditions were asked for in the spreadsheet, Yeah, you'd almost have to do it after every fish. Okay. And, like, sometimes you pull up on a spot and you're snatching six, seven, eight, nine, ten fish out of one spot. Yeah. You don't want to sit down and do it in between that because you're on fire. You're <laughs> yeah. in the zone. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you uh, track the moon face? Yes. You did? Yeah, yeah. That was on waning, waxing, crescent, okay. you know, gibbous, full moon, so on and so forth. I think we've talked about that, like, solar lunar tables before. Yeah, If man, they have I, any effect on it. I will say I think it has some effect. I don't know... If it's because of gravitational pull or the how much more sunlight or light they have at night to feed, I yeah. I arguably side on the visibility side. Yeah, they on a full moon like they spawn on the first full moon of whatever month. That's the really the live. only time I've seen it take effect. Well, and most of that is they can see when they pull up. Yeah, so they're not obviously going to do it on a cloudy you think so? night. I think it has a lot to do with it because we've seen, I don't know if you've paid attention in the last couple of years, but we've seen the timeliness of spawn oh, it's on a, bass. Like it's always right around different. a full moon, but it's like three days before, three days after. Right, but it's always been within like That's a when week and a half, up. two weeks. Oh, yeah, 100%. And the conditions definitely have something to do with that. I can tell you that if there's a certain week in February, if we get a cold rain, I'm going bass fishing. Uh Yeah. I mean, that's both of our PBs came from. I mean, consistently every year, those like two weeks in really? February are insane. Huh. For big fish. Why? Conditions Statistically, right. it usually rains. The water gets dirty. The big the big girls pull up. They're pre-spawn. They're, they're, full, okay. of, they're full of eggs. They're full of shad because they know that they're not going to eat while they're on the bed. Yeah. Um, and they're just, they're just on the chew. They're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to pull up, generally speaking, they're going to pull up the first full moon of March is the first wave, and then the the full moon of April gets 
the vast majority of them. So they're just like the conditions always seem to get right in February for that crankbait bite. Hmm. And you might not catch you might not catch two fish, but the they're going to be good ones. The two you catch, you better hold on. So if you're if you're in the zone, you consider like let's just say you caught those two fish, right? And yep. they're they're big fish. Would you consider that being in the zone? Is it is it, depends it number on how my, of fish? Is it, it it depends on how my day went. Okay. So I feel like in the zone has a lot more to do with it's a feeling. Yeah. So I can accidentally stumble into two fish and be having a terrible day. Yeah. Not in the zone. Right. Or I can feel like I I can make no mistake, catch the same two fish and be in the zone. So it's expectations you set before you go out there. I don't know, man. I think it's just a feeling. Yeah. Which I also think is like past tense as well. I don't think That's you necessarily realize. Too. Like you go out. Like think about the day I caught my PB. I was like birds nesting. Like it was a whole. Like I was upset. Yeah. Just with learning a bait caster and being frustrated. Like I got spoiled catching as big a one as I did as early as I did. Yeah. First but, first artificial fish ever. Yeah. I mean, like it was. It was all luck. But. That being said, it was a super frustrating day. <laughs> Back up for a second. It, it was, was not, it was not all luck. I tied the bait on. I gave you the rod with the right line on it. <laughs> I told you exactly where to cast it, and he ate it. That was not luck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> I literally said, Tyler, throw it right down the edge of that dock. <laughs> yeah. He jerked it three times, and the joker swam it under the dock. Just hit it. <laughs> hey, okay. So, yeah. He, he, he set me up right. But regardless, I got spooled on it. But a terrible day beforehand, and then all of a sudden, I wouldn't call that in the zone because it was my first one. Right. But when I look back at that. I mean, you caught you caught four more fish that day. Yeah, no, like, I, I mean, it was once, which I'll give it to Brandon being in the zone because he did right. give me the rod, give me the reel, give me the, the bait, tied it on and was like, throw it like this. Mm-hmm. And I was catching them. I literally called the spot on the big one, though. I said, throw it right there. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Well, I, th- I always think I feel more in the zone if I'm guiding than fishing because you're telling somebody else, like, hey, do this, and then it works, and you're like, I, inside you're like, yes. And I'm then on the outside you're like, good job. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel I feel a lot more <laughs> obligated. Yes, to be in the zone. Yeah, if I, you're taking somebody. I care a lot more. I feel like yes. you were super obligated to be in the zone on the catfish tournament that we ended up winning. Yeah. Well, uh, we ended up taking second. We made money, but Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean like there're just times where like it just happens, man. It's magical, it's special. Like I, I can think of turkey hunts, right? Like where it just felt like, like that my first turkey we ever killed had already called in a bird for Tyler. Yeah, had screwed the pooch on one for myself. Had called in a bird for another boy that was asleep on the tree, mm. and so the next season comes around, and our sole mission that year was to get me a bird. Yeah. Long story short. It took us almost all season. <laughs> I think we're we were into the last weekend. Yep. And it was just like that morning we had eight goblin and then it gets they shut up. They just aren't doing it. Yeah. We walk out onto this power line and 
I call a real excited call sequence, and one one fires. Cool. Only time that bird gobbled. We crawled through a creek bottom and crawled up to this this bird. Mm-hmm. Never got him to come any closer than than the power line he was sitting in. But shoot him, kill him. Like on a normal day, two non ninja jokers crawling through the woods trying to <laughs> trying to kill a turkey off a power line yeah. that can yeah. see you right at us. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like that never would have worked. Right. It was just our day. Yeah. Or the the bird I called across Tyler's lap. Like, we walked past that. We got him gobbling. I said, this is a terrible setup. We walked past that bird Mm -hmm. and called him back to us. He came in from behind us, the direction that we were just at. Yeah. Wow. And I called him to – Tyler shot him dead at eight steps, and he was running away from him. So I called him into Tyler's lap. Wow. Do you you think you get those days because of the crappy days you put in? Like I mean, nobody's gonna be th- in the zone. Are you saying are they earned? Yeah, they, zone, I, zone I days so. are definitely earned. Yeah, I think it's you know it's a cumul. I mean, nobody's gonna come out and have their first day gonna be awesome. I'm gonna roll seventy thirty. Okay, I'm gonna roll seventy thirty because I think it's a bank system. It yeah. is. Yeah, it yeah. is. You, you definitely can, you can take a loan out. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. gonna cost you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll definitely be harder later on. But I just look at like so my first deer season my dad took me hunting when I became of age was I I saw one tail yeah. in the woods and was like super pissed. Like yeah. I was like a not about to hunt ever again. Uh-huh. And he was like, dude, I know people that are my age, yeah. like in their late thirties, early forties, that have not killed a deer and they've hunted since you were they were your age. Mm-hmm. So like you got to put the time in. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Well, the next year I ended up killing one. It was like super sentimental because my granddad's gone and stuff. But the first year my younger brother became of age. He killed one? Well, he didn't kill one. The opportunity was wrong, so he fell into the 70. Yeah. But he had two bucks walk into him the first morning, and it was like two minutes Man. into legal shooting light. Yeah. And he got it in the scope, and my dad was like, if you want to shoot it, you can. But, like, in in his mind, he's like, you're about to be spoiled. You'll never want to do this again. Yep. Like, don't do it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he told him, if you wanted to, you can. Well, it ended up, he was like, okay. He flicked the safety off and was getting it lined up in the scope, and it stepped into the road and got behind a tree. And then he never got the chance. Wow. But, I mean, that's one of those, like, he would have took a loan out because if he would have done that and then got into it, Mm -hmm. it would have never been the same for years. See, my brother, I I would go hunt over at my uncle's, and I would take some time off in in December, or usually around Christmas. I'd just go spend the week before Christmas up there and hunt. Man, I was out there every day, morning, come out of the woods about, I don't know, 11, 12 o'clock, go eat something, take a nap, and then go back in. Real hunters don't come out of the woods. You just That's live in there. You come out of the woods all the time. You just become the woods. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you must have till he gets hungry. <laughs> a ass made out of iron or something. <laughs> Dude, I can't sit in a tree that long. Um, but I mean, I sat out there for three days like that. Yep. And then the fourth day, my brother comes up there for the morning. And yeah, he had like super strict timeline. He can yeah. only hunt the morning, right? Yep. He can hunt the morning and then. He had to leave by a certain time, so he gets out there and kills an eight-point buck, the one I'd have been looking for, and then he was like, hey, I got to go. Can y'all handle that? 
was like, dude, if you're gonna kill one, you have to stand here. You have to stay here and help process all, it. All other obligations are off at that point. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, so, it's always how it works. Technically, I think that was my deer. You want to kill a deer? Yeah. Make plans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know we've said that before, but like seriously. Yeah, I mean, every time, every time I'm like, oh, we got a quick hunt. We probably won't kill anything. Mm-hmm. Got dinner plans with Peyton and Savannah <laughs> or something, or you know, they want to go to Coyote Joe's or whatever. And like, you'll kill a deer. <laughs> we kill a deer, and we're we're the type of hunters like we've started just cleaning the deer ourselves because I feel like we get a better product and we got all this stuff, and it's definitely way cheaper. Um, but it's just like every time. Yep. Total inconvenience. Yep. Or you shoot. Yeah, we'll be out of the woods right after dark. We'll be home by like nine o'clock. We can go. It'll the bar will start being popping. You'll have fun. At, and we'll at twelve thirty, we're standing with headlamps on, like yeah. Yeah. for blood. Like we'll yeah. we'll sell them on letting us go. And then it's like as soon like it'll be like the last minute and a half of shooting light. Yeah, and I'll get of a course. text, and Brandon will be like. I got one, but I think I hot lunged it. <laughs> and we're out there till 1 o'clock in the morning yeah. tracking blood, like <laughs> pinpricks or blood. I mean, it, it happens. But I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't remember all of the things that we've missed, but I remember every single one of those deer we've tracked or times we spent in the woods. And yeah. You know what I mean? Like that dinner or whatever obviously wasn't that important. The most... The only one you remember of a miss is the one that I drilled a branch. But it was like perfect timing that I was positive I drilled that buck. Was this the one where I got off work? No. It was the same season. Yeah. That was the doe. This was the orangutan bow? Yeah. Okay. But I was positive that I drilled a buck. Like I heard, I heard it hit. I'm positive. No blood. I can't find blood. <laughs> Man, that that bow when it p- goes off is louder than my 270. Really? It's oh. probably not that loud, but it's loud. Okay. <laughs> there ain't no way he heard it hit nothing. Yeah. His ears were still ringing. <laughs> deer ducked he the said, arrow. He said, "I heard it smack the deer." I was like, "Tyler, that, that was the strings." <laughs> this is a, this is the same bow he dropped out of the tree. Okay. He, he texted me. He said, "Man, I just dropped my bow out of the tree." I said. I was sitting at work, mind you. You know, some of us <laughs> got to work for a living. And back then, Tyler it was hunt- raining. Tyler hunted every rain day he had. Yeah. So he's sitting. Still in the tr- do. He's, yeah. he's sitting in the trees, and I'm sitting at work. And he's like, "Man, I just dropped this bow out of the tree. You think it's all right?" He's, you know, he's upset. And I'm like, "Man, that that bow right there has made it through three world wars, the Cold <laughs> yeah. War, the Korean War. Yeah. You can't hurt it." <laughs> Keep in mind, this is my first season bow hunting, so yeah. I don't know any better. <laughs> and it probably. Wasn't fine, but the bow wasn't hurt. The only yeah. thing I was worried about was the sight getting knocked off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I ended up, I had a buck come in on me. I slung one, and I, I was like, oh, I drilled it. Heard it smack. Mm-hmm. Like, got it. Yeah. Calls me at work. He's like, hey, man, I shot one. <laughs> Mind you, he's never shot a deer with a bow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like. And go find blood. I'm like, all right. He said, I found just. No, that was. That was the dough. Yeah, yeah, that was the dough. Did you find no, the I'm, arrow? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I'm positive we drilled it. I watched which way it ran off. Yeah. We started in the bottom, the last place I saw it, and we started looking. 
We looked for probably three hours. And then we called the girls out. We had the girls come out. We were looking. We looked well into the night. I mean, it was probably like 10 o'clock. Till our flashlight batteries went dead. Dang. And at one point, we were crossing the creek, and he was like, I think I found blood. It was probably mud on the leaf, but he thought he found blood, so I was like, Oh, I did drill him. I started doubting it. Uh-huh. And then he was like, I found blood. I was like, oh, I drilled him. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> mine and Peyton's phone died. That was the only flashlights we have because we weren't prepared. And uh, so we went back up to the top of the hill and was sitting, trying to holler to them to get them come back up. And finally, they couldn't hear us. Finally, they come back up there. And his girlfriend at the time looks over and was like, what is that? And picks up half my arrow. Oh, no. And I was like, there's no blood on that. So then I look over, (laughs) the other half's hanging out on one of the tree limbs. Oh, man. I mean, this tree was like, I could have wrapped my fingers around it. Yeah. And And, and the deer's vitals were right behind it. (laughs) It was, I'm telling you, I would have drilled that deer had that tree not been there. That was bad luck. Mm. Mm. So not in the zone. Not. So you're saying luck does... Happened in the woods? Happens a lot more in the woods. No, nah, I wouldn't say a lot more, but it this happens. This whole in the podcast woods. is basically a reiteration of this. this <laughs> Not debate. yet. Yes, it is. That's the next one. It's still a debate, though. It's <laughs> like, what is in the zone? Yeah. You I know mean, what I'm saying? Is it. Is no, it in the zone skills? is unarguably fishing. I mean, I, I just think in the zone is it's a feeling. <laughs> luck. No, it's not. But it's, it's you don't post feel feeling. luck. You're just like, oh, that was lucky. It's post feeling, though. You never, you never realize you're in the zone when you're in the zone. I don't know. There's been days where I like genuinely thought I couldn't mess up on the lake and just was hammering them. So you're telling me that you went from something you were catching every cast, dug in your tackle box and picked something off the wall. Yeah, that's what I was. And about knew to if ask. you threw it. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it was there catch there fish. are days that I've fished and ran out of the bait I was catching them on and switched baits and still catch them. I mean, like, I'll give you that one, but, like... I haven't my, willingly switched what was working to try something different. Well, exactly. That's, but just, that's my, just silly. My in the zone was when we were fishing the shad spawn, and I had the white chatterbait and was just wearing them slap out. I I probably had an 18-pound limit by myself. Yeah, and Andrew was standing behind you. Yeah. And throwing something completely different. No, he ended up tying it on. Did he? Because I remember him telling you to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Because you were not having a good day. You blew your boat up. Wasn't yeah. catching fish. That Me and Andrew were back there, and I put I think I put Andrew and Tyler on their best day of bass fishing in North Carolina that they might ever see on Lake Wiley. Both of us wow. on the same boat, same day. Now this man couldn't catch nothing, no matter what he threw, <laughs> including the kitchen sink. Yeah, I blew, and, I blew my boat up. Yeah. Had to run the trolling motor back with these two jokers catching fish oh every five gosh. seconds. And we were on the way down the lake, oh so he spent his day, air quotation, fishing. Yeah, and was running the troll motor back to the ramp. Uh huh. And here's here's a, me and Andrew just wearing them out. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it got so good. We told him to take it off high and start fishing pockets and around docks. Sweet. Like we weren't even letting him just haul ass to get to the ramp. <laughs> we were making him let us fish. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a that was a good day, and I enjoyed that day. Like looking back, I didn't enjoy the cost of blowing a boat motor, but no, it was not good. But it was a great day yeah, for us. 100%. So I think you can find pockets in those bad days. Oh, I mean, two of them were in the zone. I was having a bad day. Yeah. I was not. I mean, where I was going and where we caught fish, it was just happenstance that the boat blew up and we had to fish right there. It was probably two and a half miles, like, from straight line. 
It's further than that. To get to where we were going? Yeah. That's below the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a little bit more. It's probably about seven miles. Golly, on a trolling motor? No, no, no. I'm saying from where we ended up fishing to where I was heading to take them to fish. Oh, okay. Like, we ended up fishing. We probably weren't a mile, mile and a quarter from the ramp. Okay. It was a it was a good three-hour trolling motor trunk job. And that time, me and Andrew had enough to put <laughs> two tournament winning bags together. Wow. Oh, we could have we entered the tournament three times in one first, second, third. Wow. Individually. Like, nice. By the end of the trip. I would have had we to were, borrow somebody's fish, but it yeah. wasn't my day. <laughs> we were almost back to the ramp, and about two-thirds of the way through, I was culling three and four pounders. Wow. Like, just unhooked it and threw it back in, didn't even glance at it. That's cool. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I feel like if you couldn't control to some degree being in the zone, people that consistently win the biggest bass tournaments in the world yeah, wouldn't stay on top. Yeah. They're obviously in the zone a lot. Right. I feel like that's a lot of luck. Uh, and a lot of skill. I think that's what I'm saying. It's this whole thing wrapped up, man. I mean, I mean, I think. I don't know, man. It's just a bunch of decisions. Yeah, it's all just it's all decisions, and then confidence in that decision. See, but if they're just not there, they're just not there. You got to have no, the skill seen, to know where they're at. I've seen pros win two, three in a row, and turn around and end up in seventy ninth place. Yeah, seventy ninth is still pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean they're <laughs> making money on that circuit, but like considering us, we go paying into a tournament, we end up seventy ninth. We finished 20 spots below everybody that was in the tournament. I'm a zero or hero kind of guy. That is true. We've yeah. either showed up with a bag or showed up with nothing. Yeah, I'm, my decisions are making – I know, and I tell Tyler when I make my decisions, like yeah. where I'm going to take the boat. It's going to pay off or it's not. Either we're we're going to jack them yep. or we're coming home with a very bad day. Yeah. I really hate coming back with bad days. <laughs> I'd rather show up with five one-pounders <laughs> against a 20-pound bag than show up with nothing. Yeah. So it's super frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. But on the days it pays off. It pays off. It's nice because then you're out there jacking three, four pounders. and Sweet. I mean, you're not getting a lot of bites, but every time you get a bite, you know you're, you are mm-hmm. you need the net. Mm-hmm. And the days that we catch five. The days we catch five always – the days we catch five, we always made a check. Yep. Whether it was first place or big fish or something, we and made I, a check. And I know that that's just the way that I fish. Yeah. Like for bass, that's yeah. the way that I fish. Yep. We've, we've made a check out of three tournaments, and we fished like 300, but we didn't make a check. But the one that we like really hammered them and we were really in the zone, we won by five pounds. Yeah. We could have weighed, we could have cut one of the fish we had in half <laughs> and threw the other one back <laughs> and still won. Dang. So, like, that's what I mean by zero here. Yeah. It's like, and I think. Being that we don't, I don't fish as much as I used to. Like if I had a boat and I was on the lake four nights a week, I would feel a lot more confident not going to the hero spots. Yeah. Like I would feel a lot more confident that I can battle with somebody that's going to catch 12 pounds. Right. And not feel like I need to go to the place that like I can catch three five pluses and have a chance. Yep. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're very much a kicker fisherman. 
Yeah, like if I could, if I could have somebody follow me up and just catch us a limit as a team, mm-hmm. we would be, we'd be on it. If he had hero spots that were within reason to limit spots, yeah, we probably would have been super successful as a team. Because I'm a limit filler, you're a damn kicker finder. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that comes with time. That's what I was thinking too. Like in the zone, is that quality or quantity? I it think, depends. I think it depends. What I, you're going for. I've had so in California when I fished Nacimento a bunch, I had some days I took some of the, my soldiers out on mm-hmm. my boat, and we, I mean, it was not uncommon to catch 150 fish a day. Yeah, biggest one's gonna be two pounds. Right, and they loved it. Well, like when I first went there, moved there, the change of how you have to fish. Yeah, it whooped my it whooped my rear end. Yeah, like three months I zeroed. I fished three to four days a week, and I zeroed for three months. Golly, and then I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Thanks to a buddy of mine, he he gave me the little little tidbit of information I needed, and then it was like night and day. Okay, and I fished so much every time I went out to that lake because I fished it four days a week. I felt like I couldn't do any wrong. I was yeah. catching fish that the way the locals weren't catching them because hmm. I was taking some of that stuff from back here. I won tournaments skipping a jig under docks in California. <laughs> <laughs> like half those guys don't know how to skip. Yeah. There's like 10 docks on the whole lake, but I knew if I fished all 10 of them, I could probably <laughs> <Yeah>. catch a limit. <laughs> huh. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, yeah, knowledge, luck, skill. It's just, it's one of those days. I well, think, I think there's an artistic quality to being in the zone. Like it's. Yeah, absolutely. But it also, like you said, it rolls into what you're expecting. Like we can sit here and tell you that we're going to take you out Friday night and put you on. 35 plus catfish right or 35 plus pound catfish and then we go out there and we'll catch 200 catfish but they'll all be under 20 pounds right and we're gonna be sitting here pissed off we had a bad night and you're gonna be stoked we caught 200 fish right so man, the 200 fish is a lot of work and then you look back at it later <laughs> and you're like man we caught we caught the heck out of some fish that's right. like that night we sat um in the spot we always sat yeah pissed off they were all small man you couldn't sit your butt on the seat and i was tired yeah i was exhausted yeah all i wanted was those little fish to leave that bait alone mm-hmm. we probably caught 100 fish that night and was pissed off <laughs> we got back to the ramp and was mad i was mm-hmm. like man I, that's exhausting i'd rather sit there all night hang out shoot the breeze and like catch one 45 pound fish yeah huh. yeah i don't know we were in the zone for little ones there. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think that's about it for this one. Uh, what do y'all think? Uh, is, is it luck? Is it skill? What does being in the zone mean to you? Shoot us a message on Instagram. I'll filter through them. We'll talk about them later. There you go. If you ever have a question that you want us to discuss, please shoot us an Instagram message and uh, we'll discuss it on the podcast. Drop in the DMs. Slide on in. All right, y'all, this has been Boats and Does podcast with Ben, Tyler, and Brandon. We'll catch you next time.